Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody. Episode number 35, the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey join MBG. We're back again this week. Took a week off for the July 4th holiday. Y'all rested up and ready to roll today? Let's do it. We All are. Right. So I thought uh, we're about six. <laughs> we're at least partially ready. So we're about six weeks from the start of college football season. Uh, college football Twitter is in full effect getting geared up for the season. And so I thought a fun way to start this week might be to talk about some of our favorite college football uh, Twitter accounts to follow. And then if you have any that you either hate or hate follow, maybe you can throw those in as well. So Casey, you got any favorites lined up for us here? Uh, absolutely. And I, I feel like going first is, is stealing the ice cream from a baby here or something, whatever that saying is three year letterman on Twitter. If you're not, if you're not following three year letterman on Twitter, then what are you doing with your life? He is the original goat. If you will, to use the slang that all the kids are saying nowadays, that guy just continually ropes people in and, and gets them at every turn. He's just a fantastic follow and he goes in deep. So uh, obviously, because I'm a kiss ass, I'll say MBG. MBG at Board Geniuses is phenomenal too. Just, uh, just seeing all the crazies that are out there. Heck, that's why we're doing this show, right? Another one kind of off, and I stayed away from the, my Clemson people because they all know I love them. Is Swanky Wolverine? Uh, we we know him, we love him, but at Swanky, I think it's at Swanky Wolverine. Great edits, extremely engaging, just a lot of fun, especially during the football season. And he he can he can fool some folks too there on on the Twitter. I guess what I'm getting at is people that can really kind of um, keep themselves light and not take themselves too seriously and still have a good time is 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 the accounts that I like to follow. And then one kind of sentimental Zinky Johnson. He's a former Tennessee player who got injured, career ending. Does a lot of uh, inspirational speaking nowadays. And if you he does great things every morning with little devotions and little sayings, and he kind of hits home with his the way he talks about uh, in, in sports cliches. Kind of really speaks to me. So those are my those are my big ones that I that I truly love. Did you read Three Year Letterman's book that he released oh. on Twitter? <laughs> well, I read his book. I tweeted him when he wrote it when he had the paperback. And I, I DM'd him and I said, man, I really want to get your book. And he's like, here. And he just gave me a, co- like, gave me a digital copy of it. He's oh, like, that's What's awesome. Your so, yeah, I've been, I've been reading it. It's pretty fun. I haven't read the one on, on Twitter, though, yet. Yeah, the one on Twitter is great. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a great follow. And, obviously, MBG is in the end. Swanky is our buddy and hilarious, super creative, and one of the nicest guys. Oh, yeah, that helps, too. Yeah. All right, Joy, you got anybody? Am I allowed to say names? Yeah. Okay. Wait, let me start with the people that I like. Um, base, I love Peter Burns, but like for obvious reasons. Everyone that I love is for an obvious reason. Um, I love Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, all of the SEC LSU people are 
my people, obviously. <laughs> but the list of people that I don't like is long, and I had to go into my blocked and muted account on Twitter just to see why, like, who, who I hate. Because once I hate you, you're just gone. Like, I just never want to see you again. And there's quite a few. Anyone that has an account that tries to leak information, for instance, like, there's a guy named John Stanley NBA. He only has, like, 123 followers, but... With this whole Twitter blue thing, he has the blue check mark. So he'll leak random trades that aren't accurate, but then people buy it. And so people retweet him. So I blocked him because it's just never accurate. I blocked the Barstool, Alabama, and Texas A&M um, <laughs> Twitter accounts. I blocked Aggie Sports 365. I have numerous Alabama and Tennessee um, sports reporters blocked. Tennessee football is blocked. It's only about um, a 40 minute show, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to speed it up. But the best person that I've blocked is Wes Rucker. He is a Tennessee news reporter, and he's the most obnoxious person I've ever seen on Twitter in my entire life. And also, I have to say this my favorite on Twitter account in the history of the world is Fast Chad. And I'm only saying that, so he'll put a ring on my finger here in the near future. So. <laughs> nice. What a We're turn shipping. of events. We're hey, I didn't mention my worst. <laughs> I didn't. I, I need to mention my worst before you move on. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to come back around, but again, on, I said Casey, the you had one thing. job. Right. I know. And I was first. Uh, people that take themselves way too seriously on Twitter are my least favorite ones, and there's a whole bunch of them, and I don't follow a lot of them anymore. There's a couple Clemson ones that are really really love themselves some of them and you know I, I just think that there's people out there that really think that their poop don't stink well it stank so i'm moving <laughs> on <laughs> all right mbg well what prompted this is there was this post i think there was on an oregon message board scoop duck where some guy wanted to know what all the worst CFB Twitter accounts were so that he could follow them. I don't know why he wanted to follow them, but that's kind of what prompted this. As for my favorite accounts, I like Josh Pate. I like his account. I like following what Josh Pate says and does. Um, I think he gives good info um, and he's a good analyst and he seems to have a sense of humor and doesn't take himself too seriously. So I like Josh Pate. Um, personally, there's a couple, all the ones you guys mentioned through your letterman, all the other ones also, let's see at fight on rusty and at hot guy, Matt, I would have to say are two that I like to follow, um, that also give good information in terms of ones that I don't like. I have one specific one that I don't like that I think is maybe the worst one. And then just kind of a type of Twitter account that I don't like the one Twitter account that I don't like that you guys might not be familiar with is called um, the show from San Diego state. It's their student section, Twitter account. It's absolutely terrible. They're crass, racist, homophobic. Uh, they talk junk. And then when they lose, they disappear for days at a time. And the school seems to uh, be okay with it. They're absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible. So, <laughs> I think it's at the show SDSU is the Twitter account name. Absolutely terrible. The worst college football Twitter account you'll find. <laughs> As for like a type, you know, I think for college football Twitter accounts, there's two types. There's college football Twitter accounts that give you good information, objective analysis, all that. And then there's like troll accounts. I think they're both perfectly fine in and of themselves, but the ones that I hate are ones that are troll accounts that try to disguise themselves as actually providing 
objective intel. For example, they'll throw out rankings and the rankings will be completely based on what will get them the most interactions or who they control. And it's a totally, it's completely intellectually dishonest to say, hey, I'm making a ranking and I'm putting this team at the top because I know I'm going to get more reactions if I do that. So those are the worst kind of accounts because they pretend like they're actual legitimate college football accounts, but they're troll accounts. So that's my least favorite type of Twitter account. I don't, I don't I think I follow any accounts like that. I, I'm not, I'm not I sure. I'm, I but... think I'm blocked by those accounts. <laughs> Consider yourself. All right, well, you guys – you guys hit a lot of the big ones. I'm going to go with a couple of rival accounts who I like at treadmill horse is Virginia tech account and great day. Tar heel is a UNC account. Uh, both those guys I'm friends with, they talk trash, but it's fun. It's friendly. They both have really good content. They both have a ton of followers and I, I like both those guys, just both great accounts, good guys. And then as far as the sec goes, uh, Vern Funquist, is an SEC guy. He's got a, a great uh, podcast. Uh, he works for Saturdays Down South. His podcast is College Football Uncensored. He's legitimately hilarious and a self-professed drama queen, which I think is hysterical. But I've gotten to be friends with him, and he's he's a great follow for SEC content. So I got to keep up, Joy. That's how I get my SEC news now is through you. I appreciate you and, that. Uh, I appreciate the dedication. Yeah. I yeah. just get my Virginia news from you. So. <laughs> And then, yeah, as far as the worst accounts, I, the only one that came to mind, other than the kind of the blanket type that uh, MBG described, which I also try to avoid, is uh, Danny Cannell. And basically, I'm just singling <laughs> him out because he still insists that Warwick Dunn scored against us in 1990. <laughs> and he's wrong. <laughs> so for that reason alone, I'm singling him out. Suck it, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to do a mailbag again this week uh this week's question comes to us from twitter user at chancy john who asks what was the hardest class you ever took in college so college for some of us was a very very long time ago um oh i thought you were gonna say long experience because that, that was <laughs> <laughs> it was a long experience and or a long time ago. Uh, Casey, can you remember back far enough to remember what your hardest class was? I vividly remember what my hardest class was, and it wasn't supposed to be this way. I took a children's literature course. I was an English major at the end, <laughs> and I needed to get out of school because I was there for five years plus all three of four, three of five summers. So, And I still... I didn't have enough credits to graduate, but I took this children's lit course because on paper it looked like, really, I'm going to read Go, Spot, Go, and Dr. Seuss and absolutely kill it. Well, apparently there's like underlying meanings of all these books. There's like deep dives into all this. I didn't do well. Let's just put it to you that <laughs> way. Uh, I thought I could read and I was going to have trouble with or no trouble reading some of these things. It wasn't like all quiet on the Western front or any of those tough books that they had to that we had to read in college, Shakespeare. I, I had no problem with Shakespeare, but you put a children's literature book in my hands, and I, I got a C, I think, in that course. <laughs> I thought it was an A, and I needed the A because my grade point average to graduate, you know, the whole nine. 
and it goes back to my theme of people taking themselves way too seriously. This teacher was was a joke. <laughs> that was a teacher's fault. That that that's that, that sounds about right. No, it was completely my fault. <laughs> but she definitely took herself way too seriously. She won some but, Judy Bloom award. Do you remember Judy Bloom? Of course, I remember Judy Bloom. Of yeah, course, well, she just had a movie come out, didn't she? Too. Like one of her. Uh, what's it? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Didn't that just? I think that movie just came out. We had to read that. I just gave. I just had a shiver thinking about that book. <laughs> All right, Joy, your college experience is a lot more recent than ours, so hopefully this will be easier for you to remember. Um, it was. Mine was also long, Casey. So I'm I'm right there with you on that. Um, I think I changed my major six times. Um, but no matter what I changed my major to, um, I always had to have accounting. And I literally at one point tried to find the one major at LSU that did not require accounting. Um, and I think it was something way difficult that I would never have graduated. So I took accounting four times and failed it three of the four. And I think I got like the lowest possible C you could get the last class. And I went and had like the largest margarita I had ever had. Because I was <laughs> accounting kicked my ever-loving mind i've never been a numbers person i've always been an english person and then you throw in like all these words with the number it was just way too confusing for some south louisiana girl that so i really 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 struggled and i have never been more glad that anything was over in my entire life than when i walked out of that accounting classroom for the first time or last time all right mvg you're like well, you're not quite as old as me, but I know this is going back uh, a long time for you too. Yeah, well, I'm an idiot, so everything. Did you have electricity in your classrooms? We so did. Okay. Now, I will say when when I went to school, we didn't have laptops, so we were taking oh, notes. No. But you had hands. electricity, so that's we had electricity. Yeah, we did have that. Um, we were not taking classes by candlelight. No, that is true. We were not. Um, <laughs> We definitely did not have laptops. My God. We had computer labs. No yeah. online classes, nothing like that. No. Nope. No. Nope. So Life I was mean, tough back in the olden days. That's right. I was a political science major, so I tried to avoid anything that was hard. Uh, so no <laughs> math, no hard sciences, anything like that. But we did have to take a stats class. So um, that was by far and away the most difficult class I took uh, in college because like I said, I'm an idiot, so um, I, I struggled there. All right, so mine, mine was hard for a different reason. Uh, I was an English major like Casey, and my advisor with this was this woman named uh, Angela Davis. She was one of the deans in the English department. Just four foot eleven woman, just an absolute dynamo, and I took every class that she taught. And so uh, my fourth year, she was teaching a class called uh, Black Women Writers, and I showed up the first day, and it was me another guy and 18 women. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it's going to be the best class ever. And then we started reading the books and all the books are about um, women who had been mistreated by men. And so the class became me, another guy and 18 pissed off women every day. <laughs> and the, the reason I remember it is the other guy in the class was uh, Billy Keys, who is a defensive tackle on the football team. And we literally sat together every class. It was like we were bunkered down together. And I remember we were, we were walking out one day after a particularly rough class. And he just turned to me and said, man, that was worse than any football practice. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so 
So that was that was the one class that sticks out to me from college where I was like I was it was great, but I was very happy when it was over. The only way that could have been worse, who's is that if it was like if it was a, a theater course or a drama course where you actually then like read parts during class. We I had a couple of those at, at Clemson. And then you played the man that they were hating, like that would have been double. Like they would have definitely personified you as the guy, you know? I, I would have dropped the class. I mean, I might honestly, I might have dropped it if I would have been living, living Billy by himself. Because I remember thinking, man, I can't do that. Like, I can't leave him just by himself in there. That brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot. Someone did something particularly dumb in the last week or two. We'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For our last vote... Uh, my nominee, Grady Dick, got 47% of the vote. It's a close close one this week. Uh, Casey's nominee, UGA Football, got 44%. And then Joy and MBG split the other 9%. So uh, I've now in the lead with nine wins. Casey and Joy have five. MBG, you're now 0-19. So I have to do my recurring bit. Uh, you've now matched the longest losing streak in Major League Baseball in the 2000s by the uh, 2005 Royals and the 2021 Orioles, both of whom lost 19 in a row. So you got to keep keep the momentum going, man. No, it'll end. It's going to end this week. Don't worry. <laughs> I, got great, I got a great one today. I love the confidence every week is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> all right casey who do you have this week this week i'm going with clemson twitter for my genius of the week i don't know if you guys saw this i got mbg involved a little bit late last night there was a clemson's had a lot of rough go well i say a lot they had a, a really good run of recruiting uh, at the end of june at the beginning of july they're really they were waiting for two offensive linemen well one went to tennessee one committed to sunbelt sunbelt billy all in the last week so a couple of guys in of Clemson Twitter got together and found some little kid, basically a sophomore in high school, found his picture, made an edit, and and put it out on Clemson Twitter, saying that this five star, number one recruit in the state of South Carolina, offensive lineman, committed to Clemson. Uh, he announced his his commitment, and they just wanted to see how much how much interaction they could have. Well, they had a whole bunch of folks saying, oh, my God, that's the best That's the best get. Thank God Clemson offensive line is back, all this stuff. <laughs> it was going crazy. And then it got a little bit out of hand late last night in a Twitter space when the kid came on to the Twitter space and started basically saying, like, please, guys, take this down because I, <laughs> I haven't played football in three years. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the JV. I'm a sophomore. My dad's got this. My coach is going to make me run. Like, it got a little nerve-wracking, a little hairy in there. But it had Clemson fans going crazy all day. One way or the other, either someone was saying it was fake, and then the guys that started it were saying, no, heck no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so anyway, long story short, I got MBG involved. He retweeted the tweet for me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so on that, that, they had to come out later last night and early this morning to say it was all fake. Please relax. Um, you know, let the, let the kid be because it was actually a real kid too. So anyway, Clemson Twitter. As funny as it was, is my genius of the week. Recruiting gurus, you know, pumping this kid up, obviously had 
had not been following recruiting quite as closely as they purport to, I guess, right? Even Fast Chad was like, ooh, this one might have went a little too far. (laughs) That's when you know it's bad. That just goes to show that people will believe anything they read on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joy, who do you have this week? So earlier today, I had kind of changed my genius of the week, but I'm going with my gut. I just have to go with it. And my genius of the week is ESPN. Now, we did have like two weeks, so technically this is from last week, but it's it still counts. Um, and no matter what, I'll always get more points than MBG, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> but last week, ESPN did a massive layoff and laid off a ton of phenomenal ESPN talent. The one that I'm most upset about is David Pollock from um, College Game Day. I am so deathly upset about it. Um, He handled it with class and grace, as did most of the people that were let go. But ESPN is my genius of the week because I have never seen an organization that knows how to ruin a good thing quite the way that they do. So ESPN is my genius of the week. Just crazy. They're paying McAfee like $85 million or something. And I, I like McAfee on game day. Like, I think it was a pretty solid addition. But, like, the reality is Lee Corso is not going to be there much longer. So why would you let go of one of the younger faces that has helped to establish and make game day what it is currently? It's just – it makes no sense to me. Well, that and just his – I can't imagine how many people they had to lay off just to – I mean, to pay him. And I don't have any feelings either way about him, to be honest. Like, I don't dislike him. But, yeah, there are a lot of good people they let go. For sure. All right, MBG. What random, like, Dutch person or whatever do you, <laughs> you have for us today? Well, I mean, I was going to go a little more mainstream. Um, there were so many <laughs> so many to choose from this week, and I thought you guys would pick them, so I did. I mean, you had Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern, Bob Huggins, uh, West Virginia, San Diego State, and the Mountain West. You got all these middle-aged fat guys calling Margot Robbie mid. I mean, there's all sorts of geniuses, but I thought you guys would pick them, so I didn't. So I went with uh, Marco Wilson. Um, You guys, Marco Wilson, uh, he's a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if you remember Marco Wilson. I remember him well. I know Joy remembers this. I I don't remember what. how many years ago. Was this three years ago? 2020. 2020, they were playing LSU, and all all Florida had to do was win, and they would have gone to the SEC championship game. And if they obviously then, if they would have won that, they would have gone to the CFP. And they were in a tie game. It was third down. They had stopped LSU to force them to punt, and Marco Wilson grabs the guy who he just tackled shoe, and throws it, and gets a 15 yard penalty, revives LSU's drive, and and. I think LSU goes on to score and, and yeah, LSU we can wins. Uh, the longest field goal, that kicker's longest field goal. And Florida wins. So Florida fans, we'll talk about this a little bit LSU later on wins. in LSU more wins. detail. LSU wins. And so obviously Florida fans hate Marco Wilson. So he gave this interview now and the interviewer asked him, you know, if he regretted throwing the shoe and he said, no, he would have thrown it further. <laughs> So, you didn't further, have a lot of regret over that. Further yeah. endearing himself to Florida fans. So as if the original act wasn't bad enough, doubling down and saying you would have done it even harder, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Michael Scott would say. <laughs> yeah. 
makes Marco Wilson my genius of the week. This is your best one in months. I was going to say, that's a pretty strong contender. I'm I'm worried that the streak may not be. I'm a little nervous. Well, everyone Um, that's listening, you can't vote for him. Like he (laughs) He has a reputation to uphold. Well, I thought you guys would come stronger. Well, I well I haven't gone yet, so I am. Well, going I thought you would come weaker. You don't always get what you expect. <laughs> so I am going with Northwestern, the Northwestern athletic department. I, you all know the story by now. The short version is they paid a large, very expensive law firm to investigate some allegations of hazing. Uh, I think the investigation went on for like six months. The firm found that there was hazing, but concluded there wasn't evidence that Fitzgerald knew about it. Uh, Northwestern gives him, what, a two-week unpaid suspension. Like a day later, the Northwestern like student newspaper publishes all, all kinds of additional information. Northwestern has to backtrack immediately. They now end up firing Fitzgerald, but I think keeping the rest of his staff, which is crazy to me because if you think there is systemic hazing going on under his watch, that would include the members of his staff. And then my favorite part about all this is now Coach O has inserted himself into the situation by putting it out there that he would be interested in in the Northwestern job, even though no one from Northwestern has reached out to him. And <laughs> Coach O at Northwestern would be the greatest reality show ever. So, like, basically, this thing has just turned into a giant cluster. And for that reason, Northwestern Athletics is my genius of the week. Go Tigers. <laughs> Uh, man, Ed O uh, up in uh, Chicago would be fantastic. Oh, my God. It would be so places. awesome. They oh, did man. contact him, and he actually said that he had um, no interest. And We have to that. manifest this into reality, though. We have to. This needs well, to be. If they just fired their coach for systematic hazing, you think Ed O is the person that they're going to hire? <laughs> and... Well, there was more multiple posts on their board asking for Urban. So, I mean – you know, they should he's hire Jimbo. <laughs> it all comes full circle to Jimbo. <laughs> Before we start on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a cross promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast. They had a new show come out yesterday, which is great as always. The show included some classic Sickos content, including... Kansas Font Choices, the CFL, 1915 Washington State, Full Morning Dress, Water Slides, Getting Bonked on Maine, and much more. So check them out. All right, MBG, we've had two weeks. I'm guessing we have some good posts lined up this week. Well, I think so. <laughs> so I was talking about Marco Wilson. So I found this post on the Florida board and Usually I'll find a post sometimes and I'll see it and I'll think, okay, everybody's just going to cut this guy down, right? They're going to think this is the craziest post ever. So I found this post on the Florida board and I, that was the response I was anticipating. So this was in response to that Marco Wilson interview that I was talking about. There was this post by Swamp Thing 22. He said, Aaron Hernandez was a better former Gator than Marco. So I think, oh, well, that's a silly thing to say, right? Nobody, no Florida fan or anybody is really going to prefer Aaron Hernandez over Marco Wilson, right? Marco Wilson's playing in the NFL. He was a good, a good player for Florida. 
He's a good player in the NFL. He's a good player for LSU, too. And LSU. And then there's Aaron Hernandez, uh, the convicted murderer. So I thought for sure everybody was going to side with me on this post, but literally nobody did. <laughs> every response, every quote tweet was in agreement that Aaron Hernandez was a better former Florida Gator than Marco Wilson. Every response was, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> right? Every <laughs> single response. For, for some reason, this reminded me of that guy who said that the worst thing about Hitler coming to power was that Bear Bryant was about to be hired as Arkansas's head coach <laughs> when World War II broke out. It's the same energy as this post, I think. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, mean- like, I was shocked to the point where I was like, all right, I mean, I guess I'm – I guess I'm a little out of touch uh, with. Uh, I mean, if they're only talking football. about like football ability. They're not that <laughs> off. Well, Aaron Hernandez didn't lose them single-handedly. Lose them a game. They just he just tarnished the name of the University of Florida. Yeah, I mean, you don't see a lot of USC fans sticking up for OJ. You know, like this is <laughs> like this is this is a little bit of a wild take. Yeah, I mean, if, if USC fan asks, is your favorite, is the best Trojan of all time, John David Booty or O.J. Simpson, they're probably still going to say John David Booty, right? <laughs> well, let's Can test it out. USC? <laughs> Wait, did John, John David Booty play for USC? Yes. Was I the wrong oh, John yes. David Booty? No, that was correct. From yeah, I love Fort John Louisiana. David Booty. Like, every He's USC not- fan is going to say John David Booty because they're not going to want to claim O.J. Simpson, right? This is at least the second show where we've talked about John David Booty, by the way. He needs more press. He does. We went to the same high school. I know. That's why I remember. We we should get him on. You got any hookups, Joy? No. His family. My old old boss lived across the street from him. That's a true story. I might. This show could use some booty, I suppose. (laughs) Does that qualify as your dad joke of the, of the week? I, I think guess. So. Yeah. I love how sheepish you just look. <laughs> I can't. We need this to happen. Arrog- at Arrogant Nation needs to put a poll on whatever the Trojan message boards are and see if this see if it works. I, like I agree. It. So, anyways, that shocked me. The response to that post was shocking to me, um, but you know, it is what it is. I guess. It's crazy. All right, so there's some more posts that I found a little bit shocking on the Michigan State board. So Michigan State had a recruit that they were recruiting that verbaled to Oregon, and it kind of upset some of the Michigan State fans. And this was, this was some of their responses to this kid's commitment to Oregon. Um, this is on Spartan Tailgate, Tiger versus Gorilla. He says, you just can't compete with the endless supply of Oregon money. Phil Knight just needs to die. All right. <laughs> then the next guy, Sparty821, says, no one, and I mean no one, buy Nike anymore. And then Bozy26 responds and says, I just threw my Air Force Air Forces out my window. Do you know why I thought this was so funny? Isn't Michigan State a Nike school? <laughs> exactly. It, am I right? Yeah, they're a Nike school, so I'm not sure how they're going to go about boycotting Nike, uh, but that's what they're calling for. 
they're angling for a Gucci deal, like Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> the whole, poor, poor Phil Knight. I mean, he, I know he gives a lot of money, but I'm not sure he's running the NIL for them, and yeah, he's and, taking well, strays, right? I mean, Michigan State has one big donor that paid what one billion dollars to Mel Tucker, so they shouldn't be. He just chose to give his money to Mel Tucker instead of some kids, I guess. So they should be more mad about how they're allocating their their donor fund. It's so and much or, going going to Oregon is is all right. I mean, that's that's most kids' dream. They got thirty seven thousand uniform combos. They got really good facilities because of Uncle Phil. I mean, or you go to East Lansing. I mean, who? I think Oregon's a better program right now than Michigan State, right? I mean, uh, I would think by, so. uh, by yeah. a mile. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> they're acting like this is some kind of huge upset. I don't. I mean, I think a lot of kids would rather play at Oregon. For sure. It's not like going to Rutgers over Alabama or something like that. We don't have it's these Nike going Bibles to A&M over literally anywhere. I just had to throw my barb at Rutgers every week, you know. Or South Carolina, you know. Never this heard reminds of me of back in the, what, like 2004 era when uh, we were rocking and one basketball gear. Man, we had that and one money rolling in. There was, there was no stopping us. I was just going to ask, if you boycott Nike, what are you wearing? Yeah. What, Russell Athletic? Is that Adidas. The, yeah, I guess Adidas or Under Armour, but I mean, BSN Sports, I mean, LA most, Gear. I mean, you get some Armour's Carl cool. Malone LA Gear. Yeah. <laughs> Champion. We were a Reebok basketball school when I was in school back in the Stone Ages, and I just remember that they had like that gel. You know, they always, those shoes back in the day had those gels because it was going to make the soles so much more comfortable. Yeah. Well, I spent more time cleaning up the goo that came out from these guys because the gel popped yeah. all the time. It's like maybe we should think about a different shoe, guys. I, I forgot about the gel technology. <laughs> Back in the day. It's all over Little John Coliseum. <laughs> I remember wearing Converse in high school, basketball shoes, and they were like these big old bulky things. They're like ski boots. They're like putting on freaking ski boots. They weighed as much as as much as much ski boots. They probably weighed like a couple pounds a piece. You were like tranching down the court and those things. You look like Djokovic. Not Djokovic. <laughs> Jokic. Nikola Jokic running down the court. Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah, something, bitch. Yeah, something bitch. All right. So I got another one here that I thought was funny. You know, oftentimes I find these posts about people complaining about friends or family members scheduling weddings over football season, which is the worst idea of all time. One, because you're putting your friends and family in a pretty tough spot, right? You're probably making them miss a game. Two, your anniversary for the rest of your life is going to fall on a game day. And you're going to have to deal with your anniversary being on a game day for the rest of your your married life. So I often post posts like that. Well, there was a a guy on this Dog Central Georgia board who had that same problem. He said, y'all, my childhood friend has scheduled his wedding for September 16th at 5 p.m. Georgia plays South Carolina that weekend. How do I get out of it? I'm dead serious. So he's looking for some sort of tips on how to avoid the fall wedding. And Georgia fan didn't disappoint. J. Rob Dog had an idea that I never would have thought of on my own. 
His response was simple. He said, have sex with his fiance. <laughs> Problem solved. I mean, there it is. It's one of those answers that's so obvious. It's staring you in the face the whole time that you just don't see it. And then when yeah, was, you finally hear it, you're thinking, like, how did I think of that? Yeah, I was thinking bark through the ceremony, but that doesn't solve the problem because you're still right. at the wedding at there. that point, right? But if you have yeah. sex with his fiance before the wedding, then... It's got to be a preemptive strike, and there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> you got to get him to do. How do you, do you tell him? I mean, like, how, how, do, well, how does he find you out? You got to tell him, Casey. Otherwise, I mean. But who tells him? Who's doing the telling? Do you tape it? I mean, I'm trying to think of logistics here. <laughs> Some, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're bleeding over into criminal activity at that point. I don't know if you. Know Casey, you're overthinking this, man. I thought the Zion thing, you know? Yeah. Y'all are all really overthinking this. Like, I don't know, just don't be his friend anymore. No, Joel. Why do you all do have that. to go to the yeah, no, you have to fiance yes, to preserve the friendship. Come yeah. on, Joy. Jeez. Have you heard this? Y'all go to the extreme on everything. <laughs> just say no, you're not going to the wedding. It's not that hard. It's probably easier to not go to the wedding than it is to sleep with the fiance. Correct. I mean, come on. It's, I mean, depends. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, either way, you're going to lose a friend. <laughs> At least have fun while you're doing it. I mean, I mean for God's sake. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> have some integrity. My Lord. <laughs> it's like you don't know us. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I choose to pretend like I don't. So have y'all ever had a friend schedule a wedding during college football season? No, fortunately I have not. Casey, Casey tell me you... right now that you did not get married during football season. October 7th, 2017. <laughs> I make fun of everybody. And then I started thinking about this when I saw this post come up today. I'm like, yeah, how does somebody get married on, on a football game day weekend? And I was like, wait, my, my anniversary is October 7th. <laughs> You're done. You're for an access to vote. But it moves. So it moves dates. So some days it's Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I don't care. It was just that initial one. And Clemson played it. It's going to land on a game day. Clemson played at noon. Isn't everybody's anniversary going to land on a game day, though? Not if they get married in the spring or the summer. That's a true. That's a good statement. That's a true statement too. AC, I'm understanding why you took longer to graduate. She, <laughs> she got she got out in less than five and a half. So uh, one of my roommates got married in September of 1996, which happened to be uh, a Saturday when we were hosting Texas, and oh. um, much to his wife's chagrin, uh, they had the reception in this uh, fancy bar. And literally all of my buddies and I took our food from the reception area and went over to the bar and watched us stomp out Texas uh, 37 to 13. And the reason I remember this is uh, my buddy Vanilla Thunder was there and he said something about how we were hitting Ricky Williams so hard that we turned his ass into a hat. And so Ricky Williams has been Ricky ass hat to us for the last like whatever, 27 years. So that Vanilla Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've had family get married in the fall, and I have not gone. I will not attend your wedding if it's in the fall. I will not do it. You were the idiot that planned it in the fall. You deserve to have people missing. You're going to be missing I, something for the rest of your life because you have a fall anniversary. Like, what is wrong with y'all? 
And yes, I'm yeah. talking about you too, Casey. It is. <laughs> I, I was looking down. I don't <laughs> I understand. I still prefer the more passive aggressive approach of just sleeping with the fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Some might just say that's aggressive. Yeah, I mean, for the MBG is just a problem solver. You know, the other thing oh. you could do, I'm actually listening to a, a true crime podcast right now. <laughs> it's called Who Sh on the Floor at My Wedding. So that, that would be, and it's actually brilliant if you guys want to give it a listen. But, you know, if you want to do something passive aggressive, MBG, I think that, that's another possibility for you. All right. But again, the wedding's already happening. Yeah. I mean, the damage is true. already done. And I think you got to have sex with a fiance. That's the yeah, only, that's uh, it's that's the only logical conclusion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But that's what I mean. Message boards are good for that. Uh, finding uh, finding ways to solve problems, and that's exactly what this Texas poster did. Um, you know, message boards aren't just to discuss football; they're to solve problems. And there was a guy on the Texas board, Spurs Horn Twenty One, and the title of his post says, "Has anybody experienced these symptoms?" And he says, "Wait." too young to be experiencing this, but I've been having this acute pain at the top of my stomach that can last anywhere from 30 minutes to five hours. That is borderline unbearable. Peeing orange, crapping gray, and everything I'm reading points to an issue with my liver. Has anybody else experienced this? Regardless, I'm going to head to the ER today. The reason why I love this post is because he says here he's going to go to the ER, but the, before he goes to the ER... <laughs> He goes to one place where everyone should go, to the college football message boards for a diagnosis and maybe some treatment. I like the idea that there's an age-appropriate time when peeing orange and gray would be acceptable, right? Like He's too young. <laughs> way too young to be peeing orange, man. Like Maybe the rest of you guys, but not me. <laughs> you guys are in luck. This is the eight-year anniversary for yours truly having similar symptoms. I wouldn't say the pee or the poop, but my my stomach. I had I had uh, a gallbladder attack. Talk about age, and I ended up in the hospital. But if I had and if I had gone to the message board sooner, <laughs> I probably would have gotten an answer or two and never gone to the hospital and wouldn't have to deal with that pesky surgery. <laughs> Probably could have gotten some tips on some home surgeries. Because uh, they don't replace your gallbladder. Like, it's gone. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. And I had to pay for that? <laughs> so I was I was going back through uh, some of the old shows for things that people have asked for advice on. So we've had other medical advice. We had shy bladder syndrome, if you remember that. <laughs> uh, we had legal advice. Someone asking if they could effectuate a citizen's arrest. <laughs> relationship advice, sleeping with another message board poster's wife. And then uh, advice about uh, feral people living in the woods behind your house. So it really, uh, it runs the game, runs the gamut on message boards. Yeah. I liked in the reply, someone posted a picture of, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was when Tom Herman was the coach at Texas. He put out a, a hydration chart. Yeah. <laughs> it, it described basically the color of your urine, how good of a teammate you were. Yep. And it's got like the white and like the light shades of yellow. You're a championship, you're at championship hydration levels, and then kind of medium yellow, you're a selfish teammate. Right. And then like the darker it gets, you know, you're a it's a blatant disregard for your teammates, and you're a bad guy. 
You're so, a terrible person. Yeah. Orange <laughs> seems to fall in the blatant disregard for your teammates uh, category. So that was funny. So to wrap it up, the last one here is actually a Reddit post, and it comes from a tremendous thread that was on Reddit. I don't know if you guys read it, but it was a Reddit thread about coaching rumors you know, that people had heard about different coaches. And there was one in particular that, uh, for, for whatever reason, I thought was funny. And this is what it says. It says, mine is a rumor that Brian Harson stole a vehicle from Auburn's athletic department. It was loaned to him as part of his contract, but he never returned it when he was fired like he was, requ- like he was required. He drove it back to his home in Idaho and then refused to give it back when Auburn told him to. Because of this, an intern was flown there with a spare key and drove it out of his driveway all the way back to Auburn. You guys believe that rumor? Hell yeah. <laughs> of course. It's on the internet, man. I, I just like the idea of some kid getting flown all the way out to Boise from Auburn. <laughs> I'm going having, where? And then having to make that drive. I don't know if you guys have ever made any portion of that drive, but there is no part of that drive that is entertaining at all. Um, so the thought of some poor intern driving, well, I don't know. I'm guessing that's 30 hours. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look it up. A brutal drive in Brian Harson's old ride, like the repo man. Did uh, did y'all read any of the other rumors on here? I, I pulled a couple, if, if you'll indulge me, because they fit in with some previous shows. I posted another one. I think you're gonna read. I think you're gonna read it. So uh, one of them is allegedly Mark Mangino at Kansas couldn't wipe his own ass and would use a towel-like floss that custodians to sometimes even even coaching assistants had to throw away later. So that that was. I believe that, it. That was one. Another one was very short and sweet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Weiss dipped potato chips in butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that killed me for some reason. Oh crap! And then uh, another one. This wasn't even a rumor. I just thought it was hilarious. It said, uh, "Oh crap!" It said met this kid in Ann Arbor with one arm, and he was wearing a t-shirt that said, "Charlie, Charlie Weiss tried to eat me." <laughs> that goes back to my Mark Mangino eighties family. <laughs> I did not see that one. I need that shirt. That's fantastic. I mean, it makes better sense for him. But. These are the these are the moments that I love being on this podcast because I just watch you three absolutely. <laughs> like who can't breathe? He's crying. He's laughing. Oh my god. In case you were wondering, it's 2,176 miles and they're approximately 32 hours. See, I was close. I was close. That's the least believable of the three. The Brian Harson repo uh, (laughs) is the least believable. I'm sure they could come to an agreement. I 100% believe the Mark Mangino. I, I mean, there's no reason to not think that Charlie Weiss would drip and dip his potato chips in butter. <laughs> I bet that's delicious. And I'm not even sure that I necessarily wouldn't believe that Charlie Weiss ate someone's arm. I mean, the guy was missing an arm. 
You know, there's no evidence that Charlie Weiss didn't try to eat that guy. That's true. No, I think it's, I think that's more like if you, if you maybe put those in order, most believable to least believable, I would put Brian Harson repo at the least believable of those four. (laughs) (laughs) I love message boards. Oh, crap. That's fantastic. That you two have law degrees, and I get really fearful <laughs> for the people. Of the <laughs> We're lawyers, and we have children. <laughs> it might have taken Casey five and a half years to graduate, and you know he might have gotten married in the fall. But and I'm not a lawyer. He's not a lawyer. Thank praise yeah. the Lord. But among us, we've got over you know forty years of experience. So That's forty true. years of You're experience, good. licensed in what four or five states. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Look, Joy, this is serious business over here. That's a combined, that's a combined we're, we're legitimate professionals. <laughs> Legal and podcast professionals. Yeah, that's the reason y'all are in, you're anonymous. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers.